Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spensley Design Co. And I'm Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com. You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All right, now let's get into the show. Good afternoon, everyone. Yes, it's afternoon. We're recording this during lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot the rest of the intro. Uh, I think <laughs> oh. it goes something something food of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Off the Cut episode 22, which is respectfully respectfully dedicated to the food of the day, French fries. Ooh. But I know up in Canada, today is better known as Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. Okay, Eric, let me ask you this. Matchstick, crinkle, curly fry. What's your pick your poison? All right. So first one I'm going to eliminate are those jumbo like steak fries, right? The ones that are like the size of like a hot dog. Too much potato. Too much potato. You you want the crisp, right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's like um, it's like fried chicken. The best part's the skin. Yes. (laughs) French fries for me are the opposite of cookies. When I'm eating a cookie, I want it to be soft and chewy. That is oh. the last thing I want with the French fry. Understood. Understood. That's why I often have a hard time with home fries, too. You know, mm-hmm. where they just like dice up a potato and they call mm-hmm. those French fries. It's they can be good, but they're often too much potato, too soft. But see, home fries are more of a, of a breakfast thing, right? Totally. So you're usually going to mix in like you'll maybe a little sausage, a little bacon, mm-hmm. you Some know, mop up your eggs. Oh, chives. Yeah. yeah. I was actually at my my mom and dad's house yesterday picking up some stuff and I went out in their garden and my mom's growing chives and dude, I love chives. I literally just like took a couple and just started like gnawing on them on the way home. (laughs) Flavorful. Straight from the garden. Oh yeah, they're good. They're good. I like a good uh, flavored fry. So like like the Cajun fries you get at, uh, I think Popeye's has them, but you can get them other places too. I love those like a little paprika, a little bit of, I don't know what else goes in that seasoning, but I like that. You know, I still haven't been to Popeye's. I know we had that discussion last week. Or that yeah. was that in the after show that we talked about that? Could have been. Could have been. Could have been, yeah. So everybody, yeah. you got to get on that after show if you want to know all, all these juicy details. <laughs> if you would like to hear us talk at length about fries and other foods, then check out the after show. <laughs> we should start a second podcast, like an ASMR podcast where we don't even talk. We just chew into the chew microphone. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of ASMR. Oh. oh, God. That was a good one. Yeah, good single crack. Ooh, that felt good, too. What do you mm-hmm. got, lime? I got lime, which uh, is actually my least favorite flair, flavor of bubbly, but really? uh, beggars can't be choosers, and they didn't have too much selection at the grocery store this week. Ooh, I actually wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Bubbly. Mm-hmm. In... Canada on the little tab, do they have like a little saying or something? They do. They do. Okay. So the lime, I just had a lime one this morning. Mm-hmm. And in the States, the lime one says like, oh, hey, or oh, hi. What does that one say? Oh, interesting. So the one I have in front of me just says, oh, with three O's and an H. Go. Interesting. And then here, I actually have another empty one next to me because that's how much I'm addicted to bubbly. And it also says the same thing here. Let's see if I can hold it up on camera. I don't think it'll come into focus a little bit. Oh, yes. So, okay. Yours is different. So I wonder if all the different flavors have different phrases. I wonder. Yeah, that's a good question. I notice they've always like they frequently rotate the 
the saying on it, but I don't know if it's by flavor or it's just by like, you know, they do a batch of like a million. And then as soon as they sell out of those ones, they go to a different. I thought it was always the flavor. Like I always, I thought the lime always had the same saying, like strawberry always had the same saying. Oh, you know what? Now I'm going to be watching for that. That's an interesting question. I don't know. We'll have to write. We sure do talk about sparkling water a lot. Do you think we can get the CEO (laughs) of bubbly on the podcast? (laughs) As our next guest? Yeah. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, how many thousands or how many hundreds of thousands of people do you have listening to the podcast? And we're like, oh, yeah, we're, we don't even have commas. <laughs> we're the we're like the top 10 for arts and something podcast. Something though, like we? that. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Hey, oh, by the way, dude, congratulations. Uh, so you hit 100,000 oh, on YouTube. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, I got a nice, I got some messages from, uh, I, I noticed a bunch of like listeners from the podcast kind of noticed it and commented on some of my latest videos so it was much appreciated like oh yeah that's uh, a big milestone yeah thank you dude thank you um i actually so i was gonna i thought it happened last week i think just before the episode the last episode that we recorded and i was yeah. thinking about wearing a pair of really obnoxious sunglasses and pretending like i was a big celebrity but i was like <laughs> <laughs> I won't do Dude, that. That's, that's I still cringe. haven't watched your tiling video, the one that I was like asking so many questions I about. It's it in my queue. I know. I still haven't watched it. <laughs> but like I told you, I'm the person who, especially with like, you know, people that I'm friends with, I don't watch your video unless I can sit down and watch it all the way through just because I'm trying to be helpful. Yeah. But I'm, at the same I'm, time, like, is it hurting you because I'm waiting forever to watch it? <laughs> uh, maybe, but whatever. I think the, I think. Not clicking the thumbnail, but then finding it later and watching it through to completion is probably better than clicking it when you first see it and then tuning out after five minutes. Yeah. And also, I'm like Mr. 25-minute long video, so I understand it. You had to find a little part of your schedule to fit that in. Yeah, dude, I told... So I just finished the voiceover for my dining room table mm-hmm. this morning. How, how long are we now? And so it's... It, again, I still have to like you know move things around, adjust some clips or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably be plus or minus two to three minutes when you do the final adjustments. It's at forty-seven minutes. Oh my god! Wow. This, <laughs> yeah. I am legitimately curious to see how this goes for you. Because I could me too. S- I could see it like you've got a very dedicated core audience, right? Like yeah. Oh, I always have a. A substantial number of people that always comment like, hey, exactly. you know, I don't know him by name, but I'm like, I've seen that yes. name a yeah. million times. Yeah. And even I've noticed that watching your videos and looking through the comments, there is like a very good core group. Mm-hmm. And so I think if all those people watch it through to completion, like your average watch duration is just going to be off the charts on this one. It's going to be massive. So yeah. my usually my average is like somewhere around nine to 10-ish minutes. Mm-hmm. Because my videos are somewhere usually around 15 to 20, give yep. or take. Yep. So you're probably right around there, maybe up a, a couple minutes. You're my probably like 11, 12. a little longer. So especially when they first come out, like, you know, 12 minutes, yeah. 11 minutes is pretty common to see. And then, yeah. you know, if you have a video do well, then that number just tanks right down. But <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, with a 45, 50 minute video, like I'm sure I'll get that number at least in the 20s. Oh, for sure. And like, especially like the first couple of days, it might even be like 30. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll so be we'll see. To see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Again, I have no idea when that video is going to come out because 
I'm waiting to get some sponsor on it. So like I, I have like a whole queue of videos. I'm just like, yeah, I could put them out right now, but like I'm just kind of taking it easy. Let me ask you a question. So lately I've been getting a lot of offers for companies that want to do performance based uh, sponsorships. Oh. So they want to pay me like per thousand views. Yeah. And I've been reluctant to do it, but now I'm kind of in a position like you are where I have a couple videos that are done and ready sure. to go. So I'm like, what it, should I just slap a sponsorship on there? But also part of me is like, I, I, I want to just not have to worry about, you know, like the approval process and all the added yeah. overhead that comes with sponsors. I've, I think I've said it a couple times on the podcast. I just want to kind of make a couple videos with no sponsors for the next little bit. So I don't yeah. know. I'm going back and forth in my head. Like, yeah, it would put my... Like they're offering me like 20 bucks per thousand views, mm. which is like, that's kind of normal, slightly on the lower end. Exactly, exactly. But not, that's not like, that's not, you know, disrespectful of an offer. Exactly. And you know, like my last video or actually my last video didn't do very well. The tiling one. Yeah. So the, that the tiling's <laughs> at like 4,000, 5,000. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, not ooh, good. But the one whoops. I did before that's at like 230,000. So it's mm -hmm. like, if I can put a sponsor, like a performance based sponsorship on a video like that, yeah, then it's like, yeah, okay. All of a sudden it becomes worth it. Cause you're getting 20 bucks from the sponsor and you're getting like, you know, four to six bucks from YouTube. So that yeah. might end up being like a, you know, $8,000 video. Um, but yeah, potentially. Potentially, right? But or it could suck. Or it could suck. You don't know. And you get you get jack, <laughs> right? So, yeah, that's the that's the tough thing. And all these performance-based ones, they cap it at the first 30 days that the video is out. And I'm like, that doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense because the that, you know, like a view that happens on day 31 is just as valuable for you as a day that a view that happens on day 30. Yeah. So, I've been If I've I been, had to if I had to guess, it's it's probably some sort of like tracking thing that is a nightmare for them, right? Let's cap it at 30 days. That way I don't have to. Yeah. I can basically I just be like, just cut the check here and move on. We're done with Zach now. Exactly. And that's what I heard back from one of them. They're like, our accounting system isn't really set up to do that. But that also yeah. just feels like a cop out to me. Like, I'd be fine. Like, hey, give me like three months and then pay me at the end of the three months. Like, I'm sure you could do that. But I think oh, they need yeah, no problem. Exactly. And but I'm sure they just don't want to do that because they're they're banking on that video like a year later blowing up and then then not having to pay you anything. Well, for me, that seems to be what happens. Like I have initial spike of a video like it goes up pretty well yep. and then it kind of flatlines. Yep. And then it's either going to stay at the flatline or at some random arbitrary time <laughs> in the future. It's just going to have another like exactly. almost like it was re-released. Yeah. And, and you had, could nothing could have happened. It's exactly. Just, exactly. Like I've had videos that even did really well. So I had a video that came out, did great for me and like capped out. This is earlier in YouTube. So capped out about like 40, 50,000 views or something. I was like very happy with that. Then like six months later, bumped up to like 300,000 views and yeah. then leveled out again. And then recently it bumped up again. And it's like, I don't know, it's like, like at 800,000 views or something like that. So it's nuts, man. There's these weird like little things that keep happening and those views theoretically should be just as valuable for a sponsor, but nobody wants to pay you for those. No. And I mean, think of it from, from a business standpoint, right? They're trying and we, we all know this, they're a business. They're trying to get the best return for the least amount of money. Totally. 
100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, they want to show. They want that to happen and then them turn around to the, like, because this is all, like, negotiated through third parties. Yeah. They want to turn around and go to the actual sponsor and be like, look, we just got you 500,000 views for free, essentially, because of our expert sure. negotiating, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It is very weird. Hey, you know what else? What You know what isn't weird? Uh, our lovely patrons? Our patrons. Yeah, baby. So... We have returning top-tier patrons, Scott Eastman at EC's Woodshop and Corey Duvall. But this week, we have another we have another person that wants to hop in our top-tier patron train, and that's Wes Willard. Really? I didn't see this. Did this just happen in the last couple of days? Because I was on the Patreon. Uh, I think it was yesterday or this morning, maybe? Uh, okay. I think yesterday morning I was on the, the Patreon just getting all caught up on all the latest stuff, and I didn't see that. So that's awesome. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Wes. So yeah. Wes is top tier patron. And so here's the thing. I was at the local farmer's market the other day, mm-hmm. and it's, there's one down the street, and they're known for their berries. I mean... Strawberries, strawberries okay. blueberries, okay. raspberries, you call you whatever berry you want. I was really hungry. I had a craving. Had to get some berries in me. <laughs> so I was driving down the street, really needed some fresh strawberries, right? Because we're going to make a uh, strawberry uh, goat cheese salad. Oh, okay. Fancy. With a little chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm walking around, and I'm taking a lot of time here trying to find the best berries mm-hmm. I could possibly find. Mm-hmm. So good, in fact, that you ever do that thing where, like, you go to the grocery store and you start eating your food on the way home or, like, even while you're at the grocery store? Yeah, well, that, that's why I always purposely eat before I go grocery shopping. Uh-huh. If I'm hungry when I'm grocery shopping, I just uh, I buy, like, a pig, essentially. I'm like, yeah, 10 bags of chips. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I could use a whole cow. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so, anyway... I'm driving home eating these strawberries. Delicious. And before before I get the rest of the story, no one's harmed. It's all good. So I was eating these berries and driving down the street. And this big turd, and I mean, not like a human feces turd, but a person, pulls out, hits me as I'm driving. Really? My my The strawberries I'm eating flew out the window because mm-hmm. my windows are down. And you won't believe this. Wes Willard was right there and caught every single berry no that way. flew out my window. Yeah. Get out. Wow. Well and done, and then so he, I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is why he's a top tier patron. But he was like, hey, everything go okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're fine. And he goes, what are those two beautiful, soothing voices coming out of your speakers right now? And I was like, well, that is actually off-the-cut podcast and he was just like i gotta get in on this so he became a patron <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's great i the, my favorite part about that entire story is that you drive around <laughs> listening to our own podcast no. so here here's a confession and then there's no judgment here if, you, if the way you answer this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever listened to our own podcast? I have. Uh, so the first few that we put out, I I I listened to them like again to make sure I wasn't horrible. Essentially, oh, okay. I was like, Eric okay. did a great job on that last podcast. I should really listen to it again and make sure that I'm not letting him down with my shitty performance. Oh, there goes the explicit. <laughs> there it is. Ah! Uh, what do we get? 15 minutes in. Yeah. Well, Mark explicit. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, no, dude. I people ask me, they're like, "You listen to your own podcast?" And I was like, "No." I mean, I I already had this conversation. I don't think I need to relive my own conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll listen to it on occasion, like for technical reasons. Be like, you know, like when a new episode goes up, I'll l- listen to like the first ten minutes or something like that, and be like, "Did I get the audio levels right? Did sure. I, did sure. I like?" get it all synced up correctly i mean i listen to that stuff before i publish but it's it's nice to double check your work every once in a while and for some reason like when you have the 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 final thing like out into the ether it feels different than when you're just pressing play on your editing program exactly do you ever watch your own youtube videos back uh sometimes yeah a lot of well to be honest with you a lot of times i'll pull them up the day they come out and just let them run on like a burner account yeah 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 i don't know if that actually does anything yeah i've often wondered that because i do the same thing because i'm you know oh yeah we all we all uh worship the algorithm god right and pray in our own weird ways um and so i'll often do that but i was wondering like is google smart enough to know that like all of these views are coming from one house and it's the same one that uploaded the video. Yeah. And it's from the same IP address, even if you're coming off different accounts. I mean, come on. But then I'm also like, maybe they just don't care because, you know, at most I'm going to put like five views on my own video. And at the end of the day, that's not even enough to move the needle in one direction. That's not even a penny. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So is it, uh, no, it's probably like a I fraction. I don't know. Very fault. For a fraction of a penny. Yeah, yeah. It's like TikTok money. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> TikTok will be like, you got 11 million views. Here's 13 cents. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> you should be oh, so happy with this. So I also forgot. Wes actually sent. So Wes actually sent us a story of his own. Oh, okay. Okay. Like a, so, a meeting him story or. Uh, about uh, just he just just a story he wanted us to to talk about on the podcast. Okay, well, so let's so do listen it. to this. He goes, "I come bearing a story. I will do my best to keep it short." Our eleven-year-old daughter started horseback riding lessons earlier this year. Naturally, her interests outside of riding started to hone into reading, learning, watching things on horseback riding. Okay. Keep in mind, I have listened to the podcast since day one. Thanks, Wes. I can't remember which episode it was, but it was the episode where Zach's girlfriend was brought up. Oh. We talk about we yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. her every episode. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. He mentioned her accolades from her youth. Mm-hmm. When Zach asked Eric, he and he tried to guess what popular Australian kids show she was on. Mm-hmm. I almost wrecked the car in my head. You have to be shitting me. <laughs> oh, oh, we already marked it explicit. Yeah, it's okay. Effing <laughs> Saddle Club. Yes, I knew it all too well. And I'm <gasps> no so Aussie either. I lived in southwest Missouri, but with the interest from our daughter ab- above her future venture... I'm sorry. Sorry. It's really small. Above her further venture into horseback riding, let us not even a month before this podcast to season one of Saddle Club, which she found on Amazon Prime. (laughs) Okay, so this is actually... Okay, sorry. Continue the story, but I have an interesting note about this. Never in a million years would I thought anything referenced to that show would cross my path, only to have it done a couple months after watching via a woodworking podcast. That's so funny. (laughs) Because 
it's like an old show, right? Like, I think my girlfriend filmed it when she was 15, 16, maybe even younger than that, actually. I think it might have started when she was like 12. Okay. Um, so first of all, Wes, let me know uh, if your daughter wants an, auto- an autograph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can I can try and arrange that. Uh, I think Does so- she still have like those like those like black and white headshots? <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, we probably had to print something out or something like that. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so he saw. Did he say he saw it on Prime? Yeah. So Sophie's been trying to figure this out because. She's not being paid any royalties for. That's what sh- I was gonna ask. Yeah, so she was like, she was like, she used to get royalties up until a certain point, at what, and the show stopped airing on TV. But yeah. then the production company must have sold it to all these streaming services, and none of the actors that should be getting royalties uh, were making, were getting paid for it essentially. So they're all behind the scenes, like, what the hell should we like talk to a lawyer? So I've been trying to get her to talk to an entertainment lawyer for a while. Yeah, and and you know, let's keep we can keep the numbers private, but I've got to imagine that the royalties on that it's probably a decent chunk of change. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm sure the streaming services just like cut a big check in order to have it on there, but they didn't get a penny of that. Um yeah. so there's somewhere in this like the chain of production companies and distribution companies, somebody's making money on this and uh not paying the their fair share to everybody else. I would be really interested to see like the contract that she signed 20 years ago. And she's and trying, what's the limit of liability on that? Exactly. She's been trying to dig that up, but because it was a show that was made in Canada and Australia 20 years ago, she's having a hard time tracking down this contract. And you know there's not she doesn't have a digital copy of it. It, it was like pre-digital, right? Like everybody yeah. was still pen and paper back then. So Yeah. Yeah, so it's been an interesting little adventure. It's kind of been like one of those like back burner things that we're like, we'll get to it eventually. We'll we'll talk to an entertainment liar. We're trying to track this down. Yeah, but I mean, if you're considering hiring a lawyer, it's gotta be a decent <laughs> amount of money. You know oh, what I mean? It's oh, yeah, not. Sorry. It's not just like a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> I started laughing because I thought you were gonna make a bird lawyer joke. No. <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, Jessica. The one I get, I told the story about the bird law, she commented on the Patreon thing. She was like, that was hilarious. I needed that. <laughs> she liked the story. So that's awesome. Hire hire her for your uh all your bird, for law, your bird needs. law needs, all your aviary aviary disputes. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I I actually have no idea how much money it would potentially be, but I it's, it's gotta be something. And like Sophie gets this all the time. She'll like one day she'll uh like log on to her Instagram and she'll have a bunch of new followers and they'll be from like France or something like that. And she'll be like, guess they started uh, showing saddle club and on French TV this yeah. month or something like that. That's so. so funny though, that like even, I mean, it makes sense like 20, 20 years later that people are so into it. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I, it's one of those things. It's, I think it's kind of timeless, you know, it's like young girl. All, young girls always love horses, right? Like that's been a truism for as long as I can remember. So it's like, yeah, why wouldn't the TV show still work? And dude, I hate horse. Well, let me say, I hate <laughs> riding horses. I've only done it two times, I think. So I think I did it two times. And again, this is when I was probably like five or six, right? Yeah. Uh, one of them, like I literally was on the horse and ha- it had like a, 
it was like a like a car seat. Oh, like it okay. had like a seat belt and like a backrest and everything. Really interesting. It was cool somewhere like out in like Colorado or yeah. you know it's some like you know big scenic park thingy or whatever. But then another one we like showed up kind of late and again I was like the same age and they're like oh well you know typically it, when kids ride horses they give them this little teeny tiny horse right well, that's probably. like a thousand years old <laughs> yeah. yeah that's just like i'm just gonna mosey through but we showed up late and they're like well the only horse we have is like this one who's like not very tame and in my mind this horse was just like full out sprint like 300 miles an hour i'm sure it was barely moving right <laughs> yeah but it so it started bouncing and like and like bucked me off and I hit a tree. Oh damn! Yeah, and like so after that I was just like, no way. Yeah. Am I getting on a horse, man? I don't trust them. But then you <laughs> did get a get on a second time. No. Oh. That, okay. The that, second that time was I was ever on a horse is when gotcha. I got bucked off. Gotcha, gotcha. I rode like, a horse twice, like I was saying, only ever in my adult life, and it yeah. was uh, even then like. Once a horse gets going pretty fast, it's like, okay, this is a little this is a little bit hard to hold on. Even with like a saddle and the reins and everything. It's it's yeah. For me, I think it's it's a trust thing. Like yes. I'm sure if I did it more and more and I rode the same horse all the time, I'd probably be If it was your horse. Yeah, more at ease with the horse. It's it's like think of like a dog. Like yeah. if you go to your friend's house and you've seen this dog a hundred thousand times, you kind of know how this dog is going to act but if it's like a brand new dog you're like well i don't know can i yeah. pet it you know yeah. you know like that, that kind of thing right isn't it interesting how we bred different animals to have different personalities like every dog you meet is just like can't wait to meet you it's like tails wagging you know it wants to lick your hand and or then, like, murder you yeah well yeah <laughs> that, that does happen on occasion and, but then horses are kind of like they'll tolerate people like they'll let them ride them but they're not like overly affectionate well, and I think that's yeah. just must have been just how we bred them. And then like cats are like somewhere in the middle. Like, you know, my cat's kind of affectionate when she wants to be. Yeah. It, we'll, for cats, it's very much on their own time. Yeah. Oh, yes, very much. So I find <laughs> my cat is affectionate in certain areas of the house. Like if I lay down in my bedroom to have like a nap, she'll come and like cuddle up with me. She'll like put her like paw or rest her head on me. But if I'm out on like the uh, the couch in the living room, she she won't she has her own chair in the living room that she, uh, that she goes to. Wants nothing to do with it. Or yeah. if if it's uh, if it's food time. Oh yeah, well that's a different story. Then she's just around my ankles. Meow 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 meow. Give me the food. Yeah, give me the food. Give, give me, me the, the food. food. <laughs> oh, I gotta. Oh, sorry. I was double checking the uh, live stream. Making sure my uh, mic was working. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. you're good. Okay, good. Uh, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, so this is some, sorry, this is completely random, but I wrote it down a couple weeks ago and I wanted to address it here. Okay. I want to air a grievance. Okay. Let's this do is, it. uh, t two weeks, two weeks late, dude. I genuinely can't stand and don't understand people who video record fireworks. Oh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I know. I Has know. anyone in the history of the world taken a video of the fireworks yeah. and been like, oh, man, that was a good one. And then yeah. like the next day rewatched them. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, like in their defense, it seems like the type of thing that you should uh, that you should be recording for some reason. Like 
intuitively I'm like reaching for my phone, but then I have this internal dialogue in my head that's like, you're never going to watch this. Like put your phone away because this is completely useless. Um, There are two edge cases that I would like to discuss with you. One, okay. I'm all yours. One I saw recently, uh, my friend sent it to me where they had this big fireworks display and they accidentally set off all the fireworks at the same time. So all of a sudden it was just like daylight and like there's like fireworks going in all sorts of crazy directions like it it was wild and it's like okay well that's you would never have that unless somebody had thought to hey i'm gonna record the uh the fireworks today okay okay but like i'm not just gonna like gonna go to like my local city fireworks and like set up a tripod and be like (laughs) oh baby i gotta get my gotta get my brightness and my iso and like all that dialed in like no one's watching that. I, I know. And then, okay, so and then here's my other edge case. Okay. You get a drone, and you fly the drone through the fireworks. Mm. That I've watched a couple times, and it's pretty entertaining. But you're also probably only watching 30 seconds to two minutes of that. Correct. I've watched You're not watching the whole 30-minute no, explosion. No way. no way. Not a chance. I'm like, oh, this is a neat concept. Watch for 30 seconds and then immediately close the window. <laughs> I, just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, it's, and yeah, I, just, I don't know. I, you think about the amount of things that I've recorded on my phone and the unless it's like something for social media, like I never watch any of that stuff again. No. Yeah. So I think it's funny, like how often I go through like the, like the photos thing on my phone. Mm-hmm. And for me, it is mostly like screenshots of something I was trying to send a friend yeah, or like something funny or whatever. But like the majority of the f- photos and videos taken on my phone are deleted after 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I went through recently cause I was running out of space on my phone and I was like, just looking through all the videos and stuff. And I'm I was like, like, why do I have this? This is all garbage. Like so much of this is garbage. There's a, occasionally there'll be like a fun memory of like me and my friends or me and my girlfriend mm-hmm. somewhere. But majority of it's just like, I don't know. I took a photo of a, this happens to me all the time. I'll go to like Home Depot and you, you go to buy something, but there's no little sticker on it. So I always take a photo of the booth so that when I get to the cash register, I can say like, here's how much this thing costs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do that too. Yeah. Because otherwise they do the pay, they get like, they get on the PA system and then they try and send like an associate to price check it for you. Yeah. Or they'll have like the, the guy come over the, the loudspeaker and they're like, we need a price check yeah. on 300 pack of tampons for yeah. Zach. And yeah. Zach's like, no! no. <laughs> not it's again. not for me! <laughs> <laughs> it's always the most embarrassing thing that when you need like a price check on something weird. Yeah. Specifically the heavy flow ones. <laughs> heavy flow. <laughs> Zach's a big heavy flow guy. I've always wondered, people who, who work at grocery stores... Mm-hmm. Do you think that they they analyze and look at the combination of yes. <laughs> items that you buy? Yeah, well, what else are they going to do? I would be judging people. I judge the people in front of me in the line. Yeah. <laughs> like So, like, what's something... Okay, like, if somebody came through your line, say you worked at a grocery store, and they are buying, yeah. let's say, drain cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Duct tape. Mm-hmm. And heavy flow tampons. <laughs> yeah um maybe a bag of powdered sugar mm-hmm. and oh. 
canned dog food. <laughs> I'd be like, what yeah. What are these people getting into tonight? Yeah. What is going on? But then you see like somebody go through and it's like, you know, like organic vegetables and then like goat cheese and uh, almond milk. You're like, okay, you're like a health nut. Like, I feel like you can tell so much from somebody's uh, shopping habits. Yeah. Or what really doesn't make any sense or where I thought you were going to go and I've seen this is you'll see somebody buy like just a boatload of organic like fruits, vegetables, uh, kind of stuff. And then, and then they'll have, yeah, th- <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll have like a hungry man frozen yeah. dinner or something yeah. like that. I'm like, who is this for? <laughs> this shouldn't be for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like <sighs> frozen pizzas and then like hungry man dinners and economy bottle of vodka. Like that's a normal... <laughs> Kind of yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Economy <laughs> bottle of vodka. <laughs> oh God. Hmm. Uh, yeah, there's wild stuff. Well, we're 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 a half hour in. Oh man, what do you, we do what do you say we uh, get to a question? Yeah, let's do some questions. So, uh, well, first one we got we got one. We'll do one of uh, Scott Eastman EC's Woodshop nice. top tier patrons. So he goes at the top of the list with uh, questions. We'll do. Uh, he has three questions, so we'll hit one now, one and maybe the, the other show. two in the after show or okay. something like that. Like it. This one's the most interesting to me, so this is what I'm going to ask you. Okay. He said, Zach, this one's for you. Ooh. This is all for you. We have a brick fireplace in our home. Okay. And it is covered currently covered with plaster. Oh, interesting. How okay. how would you go about removing the plaster? to re-expose the brick and get it ready for paint. Uh, okay, so this is gonna be a little tricky because especially depending, if the plaster is right on the brick, it's gonna be hard to clean out the, like the, the brick is probably gonna be porous. Like so many of the times it's that textured uh... brick um, for the fireplace. So that's gonna be a little bit tough, but here's what I would do. I would start on one of the corners because you're gonna have a nice thick area where the two surfaces meet and you're probably going to have like a half inch of plaster going back to the wall and then a half inch across the front. What you're going to want to do is try and chip that corner so you can kind of get between the brick and the plaster. And -hmm. then it's going to be a very laborious process of just chipping away. Like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think like you're going to want to attack the plaster like perpendicular. So you're pulling it away from the brick instead Mm. of instead of like attacking it from the front and potentially driving it into the brick and damaging the brick. Um, Cause the brick is at the end of the day, it's quite soft, right? Yeah. So, it's made out of clay, right? Exactly. So I would try and chip off as much as you can. I'm kind of thinking out loud here. So there, once you get the majority of it off, if you can afford it, I would look into like maybe like a sandblasting service to come in and like, clean up the, the uh, front of the brick and just get that last little bit off. I'm also wondering if it's a more like a more modern plaster because there's obviously there's different types of plaster. Like you go back far enough. A lot of the plasters they used to use are basically just concrete. It's like yeah. concrete and horse hair essentially that they would like <laughs> <laughs> that they would like smear across the front of fireplaces. If it's a more modern plaster though, it might be water soluble. So you might try getting the worst of it off and then getting like a Hubbard sprayer and just spraying it down with water and then scrubbing it with like a good stiff bristle brush. Um, Okay. Yeah. Or the other thing you could do is just um, get the worst of it off and then go at it with an angle grinder with a very fine abrasive head and just try and smooth out the surface because chances are it's an old fireplace. They probably wrapped it with plaster for a reason. 
So get in there mm. with an angle grinder, try and smooth it out. And then that way, when you go to, I think he said he was going to paint it afterwards, right? Yeah, I said he wanted to paint it afterwards. Yeah, so when he, when you go to, it's already basically prepped for painting at that point. You've removed all the like the broken bits and you kind of smoothed it out and made it nice. And then you can paint right over the top. So here, well, you're talking about all this. If a client were to ask you to do this, mm -hmm. in your head, how long do you think this whole process would take? Oh, Are we talking like a couple days? A couple days, yeah. Okay, I would say, not a couple hours. No, no, this is probably, this probably, it's again, it's all in the prep, right? Like anything yeah. painting related, like it depends how nice you want, that you want it to look kind of rustic. Well, maybe you could do it in a day then. And it also depends how easily the plaster comes off it might be on there pretty good but it might also be old it might just kind of chip off in sheets and you might get pretty lucky so i would i would budget as a diy project at least a couple days for this you might get lucky it might get it done in a day but i'd plan on at least two so here's my naive mind the mm -hmm. first thing i went to is as soon as you started describing how difficult it would be to chip all the stuff off would it be possibly a better solution to just you know, just absolutely destroy it, not really worry about the brick underneath and almost lay new brick. I mean, that's certainly an option. I think that you would have to make the call essentially. Like I would try chipping off the old stuff first. And if you're like, this is an absolute nightmare and none of it's coming off, then just I, would, lay new brick. I would angle more towards demolition. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? Another thing you might want to think about is um, instead of demoing it and uh getting to the brick underneath you might just be able to throw a very thin veneer of fake brick over top of the existing plaster and then just paint that out oh i've seen that that like uh they sell it in like sheets of plywood basically where it's almost like a fake brick kind of thing i've talking actually, something like that i've actually seen it at tile stores well they'll just sell you like individual tiles that look like bricks essentially they are they actually are legitimately bricks that they've sliced down oh, to like a that'd be better than that plywood stuff then yeah i mean it depends how upscale you want to go i i don't know the, the plywood stuff kind of gives me cheap vibes but yeah and yeah. i'd be worried about the heat with the uh, laminate true. glue That's you might true. have some issue i mean are we talking a real wood burning fireplace or are we talking like an insulated gas burning one it's yeah i mean better safe to go Better to be safe and sorry and go non-combustible at all times. But, yeah. you know, for some of those sealed units, you can put combustible material right up to them and you're okay. I feel like those are some pretty good solutions for you, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Let us know how it goes, though. Yeah. Send us a photo or something. I'd be yeah, curious. Yeah, get it, uh, get it up on the, the Patreon community. I'd love to see more photos on the Patreon community of, like, what other people are working on. So, Can they post photos on there? Oh, I don't know. If, if they can't, then maybe send them to us in a message and we'll post them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it works. Yeah, do I? We're such boomers. <laughs> I, I, I keep getting this message. They're like, we overhauled Patreon on the way it looks. And I was like, uh, did you? Because it still looks the same and it's still horrible to navigate. Yeah. Why is Patreon so bad to navigate? I can never find anything on there. No, like you want to like edit what you offer in each tier and it takes you like 10 minutes to figure it out. Even simple stuff, man. Like sometimes like just sending people a message or responding to a comment. I'm like, how do I get to the comments on a post I made? Yeah. yeah. Or half the time, like I'll log into Patreon and it would be like, oh, you have an unread message from three weeks ago. Yeah. I was like, you didn't, you didn't give me a notification that somebody yeah. sent me a message? Yeah. Yeah. That's happened to me quite a few times. Usually they do send you a message, but sometimes they just don't whatever weird reason yeah, yeah yeah 
Uh, let's see. Oh, I did. I did want to give an update. Uh, Instagram. Let's oh. give an update on yes, Instagram. Yes, please, please. Uh, still nothing. Okay. I've called them again, and I've gotten the same runaround of yeah, you know, we're we're short on people. We'll get to it when we can. Oh my god. So in my head. I've and I tried your your thought about like contacting people on LinkedIn. No mm-hmm. success there. In my head, I'm just going, well, we lost it. And I'm just going to go forward on just posting stuff on my backup account. Yeah. And if I get it back in the future, whatever. You're gonna become one of these people who has two accounts. You'll have like the like I I was looking through your new account, and I saw that you were following, I think the, the you talked about this female creator that you knew that had the same thing happen. Oh, her, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I noticed she's got, like, one account with, like, 14,000 followers, and then another one with, like, 100,000 followers, or something like that. Right? Yeah. Um, so you're going to become one of those people. You're going to grow the second account up to, you know, 10,000, 15,000 followers, and then, boop, you're going to get your old one back, and you're going to be like, oh, now I have two accounts. What do I do? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, yeah. But to be completely honest with you, like it's at least my mindset right now is like I'll post stuff, but I honestly I'm not going to put anywhere near as much effort as I did before because it's just like I got screwed, man. I know that. And that's why Instagram, Instagram, they've done a lot of crazy things. They've obviously gotten everybody in the world hooked on their app. But I think they lack a little bit of long-term vision. They, they are agreed. They're too willing to alienate their creator base. And you would think that with, at the size of account, I mean, my accounts not wasn't that big, but it was a hundred and ten, hundred and fifteen or something. A lot of you would think that. Yeah. You would think that at a certain point you would have some sort of like creator, concierge type thing creator liaison like somebody who deals yeah like okay i get it like you know if you have 300 followers it might be a little hard to reach somebody but at that point you're like a part of the ecosystem like you're driving traffic on their app yeah yeah getting several you know i don't know what several million probably 10 20 30 million views a month on stuff like i'm Definitely giving them some revenue. Yeah, for sure. By no sure. means the largest creator on there at all. No, but like, again, it's like, it's part of this. I mean, YouTube is is great about this, right? Like, that's why they have like all these programs to like, I don't know, help you. And like, it, I've actually never had to contact YouTube for any sort of support. So maybe I should. No. I should hedge my bets here. But I feel like they're more creator oriented than any other platform. Agreed. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the long story short is uh, no update no update. So did so. you send some emails to people at uh, Instagram and just not hear back? Correct. They just okay. didn't respond yet. Okay. So, you know, uh, I appreciate appreciate yeah. it. It was a good idea. If you can get the name of the You said Sophie had a friend or something. Oh, I will that ask did her it. about that. Yeah, yeah. If you could get that contact, that'd be great. But, you yes. know, it is what it is. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm I did trying. notice you started posting again on your new account. I was like, "Oh, is this uh, is this a bad sign for getting the old account back?" Because I think you posted once with it and then left it dormant for a couple weeks. So yeah. So what am I? I don't know. I'm already at. I got 200 followers. So I don't know. Yeah, I noticed the your latest video had had good views. Like it was in the thousands, right? 
Yeah, it's got 3,000, 6,000 views from yesterday. I don't know. Yeah, so that's a 1,000% that's a engagement rate. Yeah, something like that. I, do, something like, I don't, yeah. it's, I don't know. I just, whatever. I, it was, I'm gonna be honest with you. There was definitely a time where I was just like, man, F this, like, maybe I'm just done with this whole content thing. But I think that was like, just like, you're just, you know, yeah, down in the dumps for a yeah. day or two, going a little temper tantrum. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna take my ball and I'm gonna go home. Screw you. Instagram. So let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Um, I've considered doing a video on YouTube, but I don't know how it'll come off. So I want to hear your your genuine thoughts. And if okay. it's a terrible idea, I want you to say, no, Eric, don't do that. Okay. I've thought about making a video entitling it, I, la- I lost half my business. Oh, interesting. Okay. And the, the purpose of the video would be just kind of explain, be like, hey, you know, here's what's going on. You know, here's kind of how like this whole business goes for me. You know, I have all these different revenue streams. This is a huge one and I lost it. But the purpose of this video is not to just, hey, send me money. Yeah. Um, yeah. The purpose of the video is that whenever you're in any sort of business or any sort of life thing, don't always hedge your bets on one thing. Like you yes. have to be diversified and kind yeah. of like talk about that. What are your thoughts? I think that is a good lesson to wrap up in a bigger video. Okay, okay. I would, so here's my thinking on this. I wouldn't make a dedicated video about it because I think most of your audience comes to you for woodworking content, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's too far of a deviation. There is, so if you had a second channel where you did like more like vlog stuff or more like behind the scenes stuff, I would say that would be a great video for there because I'm sure there is probably like 10% of your audience who would find that super interesting and super uh, relevant. But I don't know that it would be worth the effort to produce a whole video about it. Yeah, and that's why I was was unsure. I think if I did make the video, it it would be somewhere between like five to eight minutes. Yeah. So it'd be relatively short and, but my concern would be that if I did make the video, it would come off as give me money. And that's not what I would, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I do. Um, I don't think, I mean, I think it's kind of about how you talk about it. Like as long as you're not like at the end of the video, like, Hey, here's my Venmo, like support me here. Um, I don't (laughs) haven't gotten any Venmos recently. (laughs) Um, yeah, but I don't know. I think it might be a good lesson to tie into a bigger video. Like, I don't know. Like, if the next time you're doing uh, a project that you're going to sell or is, like, for yeah. clients, and maybe you have a sponsorship and be like, you know, one thing I learned, as many of you may not know, I recently lost my Instagram account, is that diversification is important for your business. I, I just don't know if it would play well as, like, a dedicated video. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm I mean, definitely like 50, 50. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, could it really hurt to make it and just try? I don't know. No. And my thought is like, truly, maybe it'll be one of those clickbaity things where I lost half my business and people yeah. are like, oh, totally. And want to totally. watch it. I don't know. Yeah. I've, I think but, I no. I mean, I, there's definitely potential for some clicks and stuff there, but I think again, like long term. I don't know that it would, you might, yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I know, so John uh, from Lincoln Street Woodworks, 
he recently removed a very popular video on his channel where oh, which one was it the one where he talked about how much money he made okay in the last year as a youtuber yeah, yeah, yeah. i think he removed that from his channel. I, he, maybe he's put it back up, but I know at one point he removed it because he thought that it was hurting the performance of his channel because too many people were watching that video because they were curious about how much the YouTuber makes, but they didn't really care about woodworking or tour reviews mm. or anything like that. So it was a, it was attracting the wrong audience to his channel. Mm. Interesting. Um, so he ended up pulling it down last time I checked. Interesting. Yeah, so I hmm. worry that something like that could happen. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, again, I don't know how much we're all just trying to read the tea leaves. Conjecture. The, yeah, the almighty algorithm we're trying to sort yeah, out. Yeah, I works. mean, I feel like recently I've gotten kind of to the to the point of, like, not worrying too much algorithm-y mm -hmm. and more just being like, you know, this is kind of me. This is yeah. related to to yep. like the topic like yep. you know if yeah. i put it out and it stinks it is what it is and that's why i think there's a hundred percent a big portion of your audience that would find it interesting yeah uh but it's i just don't know if it's like a hundred percent of your audience or if it's one percent so yeah that's, that's i mean the worst i could always just try and if it's absolute garbage yep. performance yep just delete it Yep, that's I mean that's always an option, and it's a five to eight minute long video, especially one that's going to be more of like you know kind of like a quote unquote rant, like it's just gonna sure, be sure you set up the camera and like talk and right, it's not going to be super high, it's not going to take you weeks to make it. Is the point I'm making? No, I'm sure I could bullet point out what I wanted to say in a half hour and probably film the five to 10 minute video in about an hour. Like I exactly I've, all in, I can't imagine it'll be more than a four to five hour. Exactly. You know, thing. Yeah. Overlay some clips of me woodworking, like yeah. retro clips of like when I first started and like yeah. stuff like that. Oh, that'd be cool. It might yeah. be kind of nice to, uh, it might be kind of nice again to tie it into a bigger video where like, the, you know, you can still do like the title, uh, like I lost half my business, but you could talk about the evolution of Spensley Design Co. Yeah, and then that could be like the the losing it could be like the the Instagram account could be like a footnote in that video. Um, Not a bad idea. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you I'm, gotta, still, I'm thinking about how you can make it longer so you can get a 40 minute video out of this and get your watch duration up. Toying toying around <laughs> with the idea and seeing seeing what happens. I don't I don't know yeah. what I'm gonna do with it, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. Luckily, so, but Timberland, the word just kind of like kicking it with sponsor wise. We're just kind of like kicking it down the road and they're yeah. like, well, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm, I think my idea for Timberland is just going to say, Hey, I gave, I don't know. It was a 12 month deal or whatever. I'm making this number up. Mm. I gave you six months of the 12 months. Mm. Can we just cut the compensation in half yeah. and just walk away? Call it a day. Yeah. Um, they're not going to want you to do that though, because they want you exclusive to Timberland for. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, but I was like, I mean, could I post stuff on my new account that has 200 people? Yeah. Yeah, but they're going to, yeah. they're going to probably dick me around on that. But what about Pony Jorgensen, okay, they're like, hey, we'll wait. Um, you know, maybe what we could do is you could just, you know, double up on your TikTok videos. That's what I was going to Or say. maybe you could just, all the videos you were going to post on your account, what if you just send them to us 
and we were allowed to use them on our account. And I was oh. like, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, and yeah. they were super, super easy to work with. Nice. They're like, we totally understand this is out of your control. Like, we don't want to just end the contract. We love working with you. So luckily, things are all right. Well, that's again, like some brands are just a pleasure to work with. And it kind of sounds exactly. like Pony is. Uh, yeah, like was your contract with Timberlands on TikTok too? Was it for both platforms? No. So my contract with Timberland was photo posts oh. on... Oh, but you can post a photo on TikTok now, can't you? Yeah, I think it has to be like a carousel though, doesn't it? Like yeah, they it has, wanted a yeah. carousel. Maybe I oh. could pitch that to them. Yeah, there you go. Like that's... I'm surprised often I'll get like companies will be like, hey, we want to do a TikTok or uh, Instagram campaign with you. And I'll be like, I have a TikTok account where I have almost as many followers. You want me to make a reel? I'll often be like, hey, give me another hundred bucks. I'll post it on TikTok. And most brands sure. are like, nah, not interested. Yeah. It's like, really? You but get like, double the exposure. You? I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you get double the reach. So that's such a good back pocket trick of like trying to grab some extra cash. Be like, oh, oh well, I, how about you? I also can post a video on TikTok and don't mention that it's literally the exact same video that yeah, you're going to post. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, but I mean, God. even if it's like there is, there's approaching zero crossover between my TikTok audience and my Instagram audience. Oh yeah. It's like, so, so you might be the only person who follows me on, on both platforms. I don't uh, even know who I follow on TikTok. Do I yeah, follow you? You might not even follow me to be, to be fair. I don't, I don't watch TikTok, so I don't know if I follow anyone. I don't, I don't take any offense to it whatsoever. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so it's like, who cares if it's the same video? You get you still get seen by twice as many people, essentially. So. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, at least I have things in the, in the, in the tool bag to not lose, you know, stat boatloads of money. But exactly. maybe I'll talk about this in the after show. I... And, you know, I've been working with Craig and I, I finished up their summer campaign thing okay, so on my last video. Okay. Yes. I wasn't sure if but that was the last one. With all this nonsense going on with Instagram, and I'm obviously losing a good amount of money through that, I think I'm going to pitch them more ideas. Yeah. So, all right, maybe let me shoot you my ideas that I've got so far for okay. them. Okay. And keep in mind when you work with Craig, their thing is they want like some plans to go on their website. So yeah. I want it to be something that's not like, unbelievably complicated because yes. if it was really complicated i would want to sell those plans and actually make money on it yes you know like a dining table or whatever so yeah yeah uh but one projects, of my because those are like a little bit more universal right yeah yeah or like a limited tools build or like something like that yeah great beginner build. so yeah, that's a good idea one of them would be like in our bathroom we don't have like a like a a linen closet or like place to put like extra soap and like towels yep. and stuff like that. So I was like, what yep. if I did almost like think of like a, like a dresser, almost like a dresser oh, that gotcha. you put in the, in the bathroom that would just be like kind of intro to building cabinetry and like mm -hmm. stuff like that. It'd be pretty yeah. basic. Yeah. Something like that. I also thought about doing like a floating TV stand because nowadays oh, yeah. those do pretty well, I think people don't have tons of peripherals. I mean, yeah. you're in the minority of people who have like a AV box with like surround yeah. sound and stuff like yeah. that. Most people just have like their TV, maybe a cable box, like an Apple TV and yeah. 
that's Maybe about a PlayStation it, right? Or something. But yeah, it's pretty, sure. pretty minimal these days. Everything's built into the TV. Like you can really just get away with just having a smart TV now. Yeah. So I thought about those two and then I thought about for a shop project, like some sort of like wall mounted, like flip down workbench that would like hook onto the wall and then like flip down. People yeah, yeah, love yeah. that stuff. Yeah, totally. You um, know what I, uh, here, can I pitch you on one? Please, a, please do. Um, a wall mounted clamp rack that like lets you clamp things on the wall. So, oh. so say you want to do like a table glue up, but you don't want to like do it on your work table you have your clamps on the wall and you just kind of stack the material and then tighten the clamps and it's like it's already in place so it doesn't take up a lot of space and it's like well it's drying it's not on your workbench that's actually pretty neat yeah yeah huh all right i'm wall mounted there's a, there was a company that makes something stage. like that that i looked into a while ago but uh i don't have the wall space for it personally but I always thought it was a cool idea, and I was like, "You could probably do something like that yourself." It might take a, a second or two to, like, you know, come up with a design, but. Huh. Huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've also considered, like, because I know a lot of people will comment, be like, "Hey, this is really cool." Like, I'm just starting out with very limited tools. What mm -hmm. if I did like a, here's how to build your first workbench or something yeah. like that? Yeah. The problem I see with that is that there are so many of those videos out there already. The, oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. I I would love to. So I've I've run into that a few times. Like I've had to do shop projects. And I'm like, oh, I'll film it and make a video about it. But it's like if you're making a how to make a workbench video, there's already a video out there with like three million views or whatever that if anybody searches how to make a workbench, they're just going to click that one instead. So it can be kind of hard to Valid. Um, but Valid. If you can come up with some sort of twist to put on it, like that would set you apart from the crowd. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like, know. I, don't, I wrote it down. It's not my best idea. Can you think of any other like fun, unique, interesting projects that would yeah, be uh, on the easy to moderate side? How to make a miter saw dust collector like box housing? <laughs> well, that's, well, that's what you for want. You. Yeah. Oh my god. I and did when think you're done, about like um like <laughs> they'll ship it to you. Yeah. I did think about like making a like a miter saw stand, but then I was like, I would never use that. Yeah. Yeah. But so this is the other debate that I get in sometimes is like, okay, so let's say I have a sponsor and they want me to build something, but like I don't want it or need it. Do I yes. just build it and then just like give it to a friend or like, what do you do? I've, I've done that quite a few times. Uh, I did that with what I worked with Minwax. They wanted me to, you know, do something using, they wanted me, uh, I made, I made a desk and I ended up just giving it to my friend at the end of the build because I already had it. Was desk. that the one you, they, uh, you burnt? Yeah. Torched it? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, huh. so I've, I've done that quite a few times and a lot of time, like when I make something new, like I'll make like a new coffee table. I'll have an old one and I'll just give that to a friend. Yeah, just kind of like replace it. You're just like moving yeah. up or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, know, maybe I could make a cool coffee table or something. Yeah, I've, I mean, my friends are always ecstatic when it happens. Like if some sponsor's like, hey, you know, like, can you make a coffee table? I'm like, I already have one, but I know my friend needs one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's a nice little tie in for the video, too, right? Like it's, I don't know, it adds like another dimension. It's like, oh, Eric's a nice guy. He gives away this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying. Well, truly, I'm trying to think of some projects that pitched them just so I can get some extra cash. 
Yeah, let me. <laughs> if I'm being <laughs> completely transparent. <laughs> let me, I, um, let me try and think. They like shop projects, right? Um, there's so many you can do, like just little things around the workshop to make your life like those tool storage racks, like you know, for your like cordless tools, like you integrate the battery charger and like storing yeah. all your. Again, I mean, it's kind of in that territory of it's been done a few times yeah. before. Uh, I, I thought about like a table saw fence caddy, but oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, is that like just too small? Like, would people really care about that? You know what, man? I've I've had that thought where I've been like, this isn't a big enough project to make a video about. Yeah, like sand sand panels in my room. You can kind of see them in the background there. Oh, I think I thought, those are sweet though. I know, but I was like, when I started that project, I was like, nobody's going to watch this because it's such a simple project. And it's like, you know, it's one of my best performing videos this year. So, huh. so it doesn't huh. necessarily need to be something big and epic in order to be well received. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm trying to think what else you could do. Uh, I mean, from my own experience, people seem to like tech related stuff. So I don't know if you need like a maybe like a laptop stand or uh Something for your computer. I thought about that. Yeah. I thought about like, some computer stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I'll maybe I'll I'll pitch them some ideas. Try to uh, what I'll do is I'll ask Miranda. Be like, hey, what do we need around the house? Like some small yeah. stuff or something like that. Yeah. Should I get the dining table done? Come on. Well, the dining table's been built oh, it's, it's and done. Okay. we've been using okay. it for okay. like okay. a good, month good. now. Oh really? Okay. Oh yeah. The video is just it's taking me forever and I see. You know all these holidays and stuff going on, yeah. but uh, hey. If, I haven't been so I haven't been on Instagram much, mm-hmm. but I heard about this big blow up with Odie's oil. Oh, do you I, know anything about that? No, I don't. And now I'm like okay. reaching for my phone. I got to kind of. OK, is this well, good after show material? Oh, you're you're right. We're at an hour. Yeah. Are we? Why don't we stop here and we can talk about this Odie's oil debacle. Okay. Over on the after show where we can really be honest and, you know, talk about our experiences with the interesting folks at Odie's Oil, <laughs> to say the least. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say too much right now and spoil the after show. So just know that I'm really biting my tongue right now. Yeah, Zach. So I know if you're if you're watching the live stream where we do the podcast where you can watch it earlier, Zach pretty much just leaned forward, grabbed his face and shook his head. Yeah. Um, to give you any idea of how we feel about the folks at Odie's Oil. But if you want to learn more about that, we will meet you over at the after show on patreon.com slash off the cut podcast. Yes, we will. See you in the next episode, everybody. Oh, that was Eventually. a horrible. That wasn't. I feel like that was a terrible segue or ending. Okay, 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 okay. We'll see you guys later. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) No energy there. Let me see if I can give it a little more energy. It's it's the middle of the day. Give me a break here. This is not what I'm used to performing my best. See you in the next episode, everybody. There it is. That was better. All right, people. We'll see. We'll see you at the after show, or we will see you in the next episode. (laughs) Oh, we just lost all of our listeners. No, no, no. (laughs) people understand. All right, people. We'll see you later.